a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr., and joining me as always on the ones and twos, fresh from Hollywood, Zachary Hicken. Hema, today was a good day. It was a good day. It was a good day. You want to know why? Fill me in, baby. We just got done recording an interview with the one, the only, the hip hop legend, Ice Cube. Oh, so Sitting great. on the same mic that you are currently on right now. It was dope. It was pretty cool. Yeah, was, he's probably the coolest person I've met in the celebrity in person. <laughs> like, the well, I mean, besides Jeremiah Jensen, but yeah, yeah. No, all kidding aside, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. <laughs> you have nothing on Ice Cube. You don't have your own rap group. You aren't a multi-platinum <laughs> selling artist. Maybe you don't. He is. You aren't a movie star. You're a TV star, not a movie star. Big difference. What Big would difference Jeremiah Jensen's TV? hip-hop name be his rap name uh blonde blondie <laughs> something like that if you guys have any suggestions tweet at us at sbf blonde shell i don't know a good a rap name shell. for jeremiah jensen um yeah we just we just had ice cube on the show we're gonna get to that interview a little bit later he's, he's gonna talk big three basketball um kyle kuzma the Donovan jazz Mitchell's the raiders shoes, the raiders um yeah but zachary hicken I gotta say, you've got like a slight tan on you. You know, I You're actually. Just shiny. <laughs> I feel so stupid for this. Do you want to hear something? Do you want to hear how stupid I am? Okay. Okay, so we went to uh, Jeremiah. Mean, I know, but... Jeremiah and I just got back from Hollywood. We were there Tuesday and Wednesday for Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, when we first got into ten, we flew into Long Beach and we went and got lunch. And uh, after lunch, we ran over to the beach and it's California. Like yeah. you got to go see the Pacific Ocean. It's like 100 degrees out, <laughs> and I'm wearing, like, shoes. Jeremiah's wearing flip-flops, so I take my shoes off, and I start walking across the sand on the beach. Ooh. Horrible idea, because I didn't realize <laughs> that sand gets super hot Yeah, um, in the really sun. Really hot. Really hot. I had, like, heat burns on my feet, <laughs> and I couldn't walk. I had, like... Wait, really? I had, like, legit blisters on my feet. So the whole time running around Pac-12 Media Day, you've got blisters on your feet? Yeah, like, bad. Oh like, all gosh. over, like, the sole and heel of my feet. Um, all, all over my big toe. Luckily, like it was gone because I stood on my, I was on my feet for so long during the right. day that it pretty much just flattened them out. But <laughs> yeah, it hurt like hell. Um, have, it was like, not fun. They're going to have massive calluses. You're, you're going to have like caveman feet <laughs> yeah. and you're going to be able to like walk on hot coals. Oh, uh, let's stop talking about my feet though. Let's talk about why I was in, uh, Hollywood, Beverly Hills, 
That's where we want to be. Well, that's where the Pac-12 <laughs> want to be this weekend. Um, yeah, Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, woke up Wednesday morning to a big surprise. Utah's picked to f- win not only the Pac-12 South, which sure. it's kind of expected. The South is pretty weak this year. And they won it last year. And they won it last year. They return um, a good handful of players. Um, but they're picked to win the entire Pac-12 over Oregon Crazy. and Washington. Oregon has Justin Herbert coming back. He's a Heisman front runner. He's probably in the top five for the Heisman discussion. Yeah, and then Washington, year. like I don't. He's think not going to win have, it, but yeah, he was having beat Washington. Special no, last I year. mean it's like Washington. When we interviewed their players, they're like Utah reminds us of us because yeah. they're a hard nosed defensive team that like is very physical. Yeah, and it's kind of like last year for as good as that defense was. Utah was like Washington light because yeah. Washington was very good. Not trying to take anything away from what Utah did last year. I, I think they're going to be better this year, though. And and it sounds like a lot of people agree with that. Yeah. And uh, not only that, Washington also, they have a new quarterback. Am I right? It's, uh, it's what's his face? Uh, it's, um, Eason. It could be Eason. Okay. So it's they the have battle a lot of the Jacobs. Of, sure. They've got a lot of quarterbacks on the roster. And they're both named Jacob. Really? Yeah, Jacob Eason's probably the front runner, um, but uh, yeah, Jacob. Um, if you don't, if you remember, he was the quarterback at Georgia. I want to say, Is yeah, that right? yeah, transferred in from Georgia. Um, I believe he sat out last year, um, and uh, yeah, it should be a battle between him. Um, I'm looking up right now. I okay. know this isn't great. <laughs> he wasn't at Pac-12 Media Day. Uh, Jacob Eason and Jake Hayner and Jacob Sermon. What the? There's three Jacobs? And they're replacing Jake, Jake Browning. Browning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's just surprising. Utah is favored to win the Pac-12. Um, I've even seen rumors of Utah possibly after winning the Pac-12 making the college football playoffs. They have an outside shot. I mean, sure. It's like Clemson and Alabama are locks. And then you got to think that it's going to be someone out of you know, it's going to be like two teams from the Big 10, a team from the Pac-12 and maybe a team from the Big 12 mm-hmm. competing for those last two spots. So, you know, if they are able to run the table um depending on where they end up, uh They'll have a shot. Yeah. But, you know, talking to all the other players, or at least in your case, I haven't talked to them, but I was just editing the video. A lot of them said, well, you know, but at the end, it doesn't really matter what the rankings are. No, the preseason stuff doesn't matter. It's what happens on the field. And it's kind of an interesting concept for Utah, interesting idea for Utah to be the favorite in the Pac-12, because they never have been. They've They've always always been the underdog. And they've never gotten that respect that they probably deserve. And honestly, they thrive in that position. Exactly. And so I almost wonder, like, with the target on the back, how does Utah react? Mm -hmm. Um, Are they able to keep playing with a chip on their shoulder, keep playing with that motivation that, hey, you guys weren't good enough to go to USC, you guys weren't good enough to go to UCLA, Oregon, Stanford, wherever. Go out on the field and prove them wrong. Yeah. And so now with them being the favorite, I just wonder if they – you know, if if there uh, if there isn't that same urgency that they've always had, um, I'd like to think that Kyle Whittingham would be able to um, keep it going. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that this group is very talented. And Kyle even said it yesterday, or excuse me, on Wednesday, he's proud of them for getting this recognition because they deserve it. They've worked very hard to get it. Yeah. 
Um, they have five guys on the first team All Pac-12 team. Um, I think they had eleven total honorees. Okay, sounds right to me. Um, and yeah, they should have a great team. I mean, Zach Moss, realistically, he's one of probably the five best running backs in the country. He, he's probably sure. the best running back in Utah um, football history. He has a chance to finish as the all-time leading rusher in school history. Wow, it's part of the reason he decided to come back was he one he wants to get his degree. Yeah, really cool. When we asked him why he wanted to come back, that was the first reason he gave. Yeah, that's really to go cool. get his degree. He wants to be an example to kids in Miami where he came from. But it kind of helps that, you know, if he wins the Pac-12, man, first major trophy for Utah for a while. And yeah. uh, he'll first be part of that. non-special teams major trophy. Sorry. Right, right, right. We, we can't discredit. We'll correct ourselves. Yeah, we Tom, can't discredit we our you. own coworker, Tom Hackett. <laughs> but, I mean, and the other thing, too, is, is Utah, part of the problem has been um, the quarterback position with, Tyler Huntley not being able to stay healthy. Yeah. Kyle said that he had a 25 pounds in the offseason. He's bigger, stronger, hopefully more durable. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, again, a new offensive coordinator. Britton Covey should be back in time for the beginning of the season. I I think that they'll be able to play up to these um, expectations. And, you know, they'll, they'll have a, a tough loss or two. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped a game against, like, Washington State and... I don't know. Maybe they could, they, honestly, they could drop a game to anybody. Yeah, even Oregon State, like the worst team in the Pac-12. They'll probably drop a game to Washington State, and maybe um, I'm thinking like not Arizona, but maybe Arizona State. I don't know. I don't know. That, those are two State of the teams that they lost number. to last year, and those are the two teams that seem to have Utah's numbers year in and yeah. year out that they struggle with. So it's just it's just crazy. I think um, one of the coolest things uh, from the players, the other players, uh, was hearing them talk about how. Utah's defense is a monster. Like, it is the monster under the bed for all of these Pac-12 people. But you think about the Pac-12, like we talked about Zach Moss. We got Josh Kelly at UCLA, Eno Benjamin, these baller running backs who are just killing it. They're all saying the same thing. They're all like, oh, dude, Utah's, Utah's a monster. Utah's a beast. They talk about how they fly around. They're big. They're physical. Um, and coming from the mouth of running the top running backs in the nation you can't you can't help but say yeah i get it utah's a beast um who are just curious who are some of your favorite people to talk to at pac-12 media day mike leach number one. Oh yes of course mike leach is great he's um, an unofficial uh mascot of the podcast yes yeah you know what <laughs> we're gonna try we got ice cube we can get anyone on this podcast yeah. we're gonna try and get mike we, leach. we're feeling really good right why now. not why not? Let's try and get um, Mike Leach on. He just has so many interesting stories. I mean, the interview started with him talking about how rickety his chair was <laughs> and delved into him being friends with President D- Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. He's friends with President Trump. They've been friends for 15 years. We'll tweet this video out, too, so you guys can watch it. Yeah, it's we'll put it out hilarious. on the uh, Sports Beat After Hours Twitter account. Donald Trump calls him after games. Yeah. And congratulates and him hours. on wins. And they talk. And Mike Leach will be late to practice because he's talking on the phone to President Trump. So, um, yeah, that was really good. His offensive lineman, um, Liam Ryan or Ryan Liam? Liam oh, Ryan. The mullet. The mullet. The mullet. That's all he should be known as is the mullet. He was great. He had a great personality. Offensive linemen always have great personalities. Oh, for sure. Loved KJ Costello. Yeah, KJ and my brother, I'll I'll tell you right now, my brother loves KJ Costello, yeah, too, he's, at Stanford. Stanford he's honestly probably, like, 
the smartest athlete I've ever spoken with, which makes sense. He's the quarterback at Stanford. Right. But just, I mean, all of his answers that he gave were, like, very thoughtful, and he really thought them out. And he was able to, like, he talked about your brother's touchdown that he scored last year. Yeah. Um, with, like, great detail. Uh-huh. He talked about Simi Fehoko and, like, what the Stretching expectations the are for Simi and, like, yeah. what he'll be able to do for Stanford this year. Um, he even talked about, like, they're like, do you remember playing Utah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, I remember two years ago, you know, I came in, like, I threw seven for nine. Like, just, you know, he yeah. had all these stats off the top of his head. Yeah. And you can tell that he wasn't, like, reading off anything. He was just, like, off the dome. You know what I mean? Super smart. It's almost like, a, almost like, um, what's his face from, that was the old quarterback at Dallas, the one that. Tony uh, Romo. Tony Romo. He's like Tony Romo in the way that he analyzes things and throws out numbers and um, super smart. Uh, I really liked you guys talking to, I mentioned him earlier, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly's awesome. He was he really cool. He is the most down to earth person that we probably spoke to there who's like a legit star. And came from nothing UC against, Davis? Yeah, nothing against KJ Costello. He's not Andrew Luck, you know. He's, right. He's a very good college quarterback. I don't know that he'll necessarily be um, a, sure, a, a, a star at the next level. Mm. But Josh Kelly has a chance to. I mean, he's a really good running Looks back. really he's, good. He's one of maybe the top three in the Pac-12. Yeah. He was like the lone bright spot on the UCLA offense last yeah. year. <laughs> um, great player, and he's super down to earth. Like you said, he came from UC Davis. Um, he understands, like, this is a blessing to be yeah. at this level because he came from the FCS level. We talked to him about um, uh, Miles Killebrew that played at SUU oh, and yeah. is now with the Lions. He's like, dude, I've never played someone who hit so hard. Like, <laughs> he's awesome. He's a stud. We were talking Weber State guys. And, you know, it's cool to have a guy with that perspective playing at a high level because yeah. not everyone understands that. They're usually, with the Pac-12, they're normally like five-star, four-star recruits right. that have been big deals their entire life. And now... You know, um, they're they're just continuing that. But having a guy like him kind of gives some perspective to, like, how great of an opportunity is to play at these institutions. You know who else I think has a great personality, he's a great work ethic, and he definitely doesn't take for granted what he's been given? Bradley and I. I think he's a really down-to-earth guy. Um, and just chatting with him, you can tell he's having fun with it. He's enjoying his time as a senior. Um, and... He even enjoys and partakes in the rivalry banter that is BYU Utah related. He stuff. gets misquoted in the he rivalry gets banter. Misquoted. It's it's the Penguin of Troy at Penguin of Troy. I don't even know what her name is. Alicia sure. or Alicia? Mm, who knows? What what she did to Bradley and I? That was dirty. It was dirty. She wanted some interaction on her Twitter, and the first thing she replied to it was like waking up to my comments this morning. Well, no crap. When you're going to do anything that's instigating the BYU fans yeah. and poking fun at them, like they're going to react, especially when it has to do with Utah. So, um, BYU-Utah rivalry is just so unique. Yeah. Media people know what they're getting into. They know. We know. Yeah. We stir up the pot mostly to like get interaction with fans and stuff and get them to read our stuff. It's not a lot. Like It's no secret. But um, the fact that she did it on purpose... And the angle kind of makes Bradley and I look bad is super dirty. Well, and I do think that people overreacted to it. Oh, absolutely. Saying that he's racist. Yeah. Come on. Like, really? And you. you... Middle class white men are not marginalized. <laughs> Sorry. This is as, far, as political we as we we'll get. We don't get political here. But... but white middle class men are not marginalized. Like, 
we're not an attacked. I'm speaking this as a white middle class man. And and BYU fans like that are overreacting. Like, come on, you should know his last name's a Nye for Pete's sake. He's also LDS. It's like, like they're upset about the sober thing. He's LDS. He's sober too. Like, he's yeah. sober too. He's kind of poking fun at himself. And, and he didn't even get that from himself. He got it from uh, another sports radio host yeah. that's in the market. And, and he so, told you guys like, he told you guys like the quote was like, "We I have lots of friends and family that play for BYU, and it's just the yeah. rivalry's fun." He loves it. He we saw him interact with Zach Wilson like back in June. They were kind of oh, giving yeah. each other a hard time. Like all these guys are really good friends. Yeah, and that's something that like the fans don't understand. Like they talk, like not only off. Like on Twitter, but they they're having text conversations back and forth. Like, yeah, Julian Blackman and Zach Wilson are cousins. They're super tight. Yeah, and guess what? Julian gave Zach kind of a hard time about that pick six that he threw that sparked the comeback. <laughs> but guess what? They That's move what on. They're over it. They are rivals on the field, but off the field, you know what? They're friends. They can have that banter back and forth. They don't take it personally. Yeah, they're not threatening no. people, and it's, it's they're insane. not overreacting. It's, it's, I mean, you think about, like, you know, Britton Covey comes off his mission, and who's the first person he works out with? Johnny Linehan. Exactly. Johnny's kicking punts to Britton Covey. So it's, you know, it's the BYU. Well, and it's like talk. Tom and Johnny would work out all the time when yeah. they were both playing. Like, these guys, they want to help each other succeed and grow and just share the game because they yeah. love football, and mm-hmm. that's, they, it, it's like, you know, here locally, we want the other TV stations to do good because it drives competition. Yeah. It makes us be more creative. It helps us create better content. And, you know, it gives us something that we want to beat. We don't want the other stations to just be middling, or we don't want no other stations in the market to have sports. Yeah, and we're actually um, tight with all the other lo- stations. Yeah, we're friends like, with them. Like, we'll go out to eat in, like, Vegas for, like, you know, basketball tournaments. We talk to them all the time. Like, we text back and forth. Like, people just don't understand that. Yeah. And so they think that because you're not from the same creed, the same team, like, you can't get along. Well, guess what? Most people do because yeah. that's human nature. You don't yeah. have to be a complete jerk to someone just because they wear a different color uniform yeah. than the team that you cheer for. It's insane. Anyway, sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. We'll yeah. But that's it. Pac-12 Media Day was great. A lot of good content. In fact, this weekend on Sports Beat, we are having our our Utah football preview show. Yep. Um, so tune in for that. A lot of great interviews from Pac-12 Media Day. Um, a dope hype video, if I do say so myself. It's really dope. It was I my saw turn. It when my I turn uh, got back on Wednesday. So. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of good content coming out this weekend for Utah football. Um, anything else you want to say about Pac-12 Media Day? Did you get fish tacos? No. Jeez, um, <laughs> what did we get? Uh, Wolfgang Puck catered okay. the event. They're good. Kind of cool. I mean, I don't know. He's a celebrity chef. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it was a good event. Uh, it was my first time out there. I've I've done BYU Media Day several times. I mean, I obviously came up as many people who uh, have followed me for a long time on Twitter and my reporting and stuff. Like, I came up covering BYU, so that's kind of like my forte. So it's kind of good to spread my wings a little bit yeah. and um, branch out. And so it was a cool experience um, other than burning my feet. We got to go to the <laughs> Dodgers-Angels game, oh, which yeah. was one of the best baseball games I've been to in person. I mean... One, it's a that big in-city rivalry. Yeah. I've, I've been to uh, Red Sox-Yankees at Fenway Park. I've been to um, some really good matchups. Uh, I've been to 11 stadiums. This is my 11th stadium I've been to for MLB uh, stadiums. Sorry, that kind of got um, 
repetitive, but uh, Chavez Ravine and just all of Dodger Stadium is so cool. All the history there. Built back in 1962. It's the third oldest ballpark in the country. Spent a buttload of money on food. Spent a buttload of money on food. <laughs> I mean, they. I got a Dodger dog, garlic fries, um, a, a, uh, a Sunday that came in a batting helmet Dope. with churros in it. Um, I got myself some Dodgers gear, uh, got Dodgers gear for the wife and kid. Nice. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, and I'm not even a Dodgers fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. But um, that freeway series is really cool. Mike Trout hit a home run. He threw a guy out at home. The game yeah. ended on uh, on um, Cody Bellinger getting thrown out. He uh, single out to right field. Cole Calhoun, former Salt Lake B, mm-hmm. uh, threw it him out at home um, to end the game on the game-tying run. It's so cool. I mean, there's not many atmospheres that you get. Like that are super competitive, um, it, it, baseball. Just because, like, until like the playoffs are like down the final stretch of the season, but those rivalry games, you definitely get it and you can feel it. Um, the energy in the stadium. I mean, it was like a yeah. sellout. It was really cool. It's not very often that Sweet. Dodger Stadium sells out on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, but they did because it was the L.A. Uh, freeway series, and mm-hmm. so uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely would recommend you going out there ah for sure but we also have um not only was it pac-12 media day on wednesday it was mountain west media day and uh the aggies after um a big come up into a season great season last year great season finished what 11 and 2 mm-hmm. best season in school history by record tied for it i believe um jordan love they're starting a heisman campaign for jordan yeah. love Hand um mints yeah shout out to Jordan Love. He's getting the little candy hearts. Um, you know, that's really cool to see a guy who, you know, he's a dark horse Heisman candidate, but yeah. he's probably the leader out of the G5, if you For think sure. about it. Like, with the season that he had, if he can um, replicate, and I, I know that he lost some of his weapons. Dax Raymond's gone. Darwin Thompson's gone. He saw his Gerald Bright coming back. Um, but they picked up a bunch, too. Yeah, COC Mariner transferred from the U. Riley Burt from BYU. Riley Burt, yeah. So, like, you know, he sh- his production, I do not think it will dip. In fact, I think at worst it'll stay the same as last year. Well, and the thing is, too, is that they have a favorable schedule that they should be able to run the table. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, they play San Diego State in week three and then I think LSU in week five. But other than that, they sh- could possibly win out. Yeah. They could go 10-2 and two this season. And I'm sorry, I know we have a- picked up a lot of BYU fans because we got some great reviews from our Utah pre- BYU preview last week. For but, sure. <laughs> um, sorry, I just, it's going to be hard for BYU to win next season up at Logan. I I think it'll be a closer game than last year, but they still have a good defense. Yeah. Like, Tipa Nalei's back. Um, uh, Woodward's back. Yep. They're going to be a good team. And Logan's a tough place to play. It's very intimate, very close. Like The fans are very close to the And it's in field. November. And it's going to be freezing. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but the thing I'm shocked about, just absolutely shocked, with as good as I think Utah State's going to be, they're still second. Well, I mean, the they're thing is, second. is they finished second in their division last year. Yeah. They lost to Boise State to end the season. You were there. Yeah. Boise State loses its quarterback, Brett Rippon, but... Um, and their running back, the guy that actually ran yeah. all over the place I in mean, Utah State. When you're Boise State, you're going to be favored until you're knocked off your perch, you know? That's true. Um, and that's part of the problem that... But again, it's like what we talked about earlier with Utah. Like, these preseason polls don't sure. matter until their actual results on the field. Yeah. I just don't think that... Um, I don't think that he's going to be... 
or sorry, excuse me. I don't think that Boise State's going to be what it was last year. And yeah. um, I, I I believe in Brian Harson, but I, I think Gary Anderson's going to have a really good season. I His first so season too. back at Utah State. So yeah. um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do um, next week. Uh, so Hema mentioned earlier, um, we're doing our Utah preview tomorrow. We're also going to drop a podcast on that. We haven't talked with him yet, but Jeremiah Jensen, we're going to force him on here, even if we have to tie him up and <laughs> – uh, hold a mic to his face, but he'll be here talking to Utah. We're going to tell him what his rap name is going to be. Yes. So make sure you tell blonde us what you should be. Is what blonde I'm going for. I don't know. <laughs> the Blonde Bombshell. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then next week, the week after, Aggie fans, make sure you guys subscribe to that because we're going to be talking Utah State with Matt Glade. We're going to be doing the Scotsman. We're going to be doing the Scotsman. Um, so, yeah, just uh, some of the things that we have to look forward to, but um, I think that's everything that we have for Pac-12 Media Day, Mountain West Media Day. So without further ado, what you guys have been waiting for, here's our interview from earlier today with Ice Cube. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Beat After Hours. Um, I am here with the hip-hop icon, uh, mogul, if you will, uh, and one of my one of the hip-hop legends that I admire the most. Ice Cube, thank you for being on here. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Hey, um... We're super excited for the Big Three and for it coming to Salt Lake City. Um, first, tell us a little bit about where the idea for the Big Three came from. Just as a fan, um, you know, I love, you know, to see guys compete at a high level. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hate to see guys retire, especially when I know they can still play. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, if, you, if you're just done, then, you know, I'm good with that. But if you're not done, but there's just no room for you. I'm not good with that. And yeah. so I started to brainstorm with my partner, Jeff Quantins, and um, ar- after arguments and, <laughs> you know, fighting over the rules and, and the structure of the league, you know, we came up with the big three. And um, it's good because everybody is digging it. Um, yeah. Knowing that guys can still compete at a high level, especially in the half-court setting, it just it just works. One of the things I like most about the format is, is it's kind of just like back when you would just play, play pickup at the park. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just half court. Um, but well, the thing I want to know is where did the idea for the four point uh, area come from? Did that was that yours? Well, we we knew we wanted a four point shot uh-huh. because you know guys are shooting from half court. Yeah, in the NBA now, so we knew that you should get an extra point if you're that far. Um, but how to implement it, you know, we we knew we didn't want a line. Mm-hmm. A line is unguardable. You know, you can't really get – guys can barely get out to the three-point line, let them right. run the four-point line. So uh, the Harlem Globetrotters had, had tried circles before. Mm. And so – but they abandoned it for a line. And I'm like, the circles are better because yeah. they're defendable. You can actually defend it. Um you can see somebody moving towards the circle. You can actually get out there. Yeah. So um, we just felt that the four-point circle was better for our league, and it was an excitement um, play. You know, we wanted wanted to have have something in our league that, that generates excitement, mm-hmm. uh, and the four-point shot is definitely the, the key to that. Cool. You guys are in your third season. Um, how hard is it to start up a new league? We saw that locally with the AAF. How hard it is to start up a new league, getting the funding, um, 
finding the right players, the right teams, the facilities, everything. How hard was it to get all that put together? It's extremely hard. Um, you know, I, I don't know if all of us knew the the amount of work it takes to really um, have a league that runs and functions the way people expect it to. Um, so it wasn't easy. If you really look at the history of sports leagues, the last one that's successful that came out of nowhere is UFC. And oh, that was 20 yeah. years ago. So, you know, here we are, you know, we're fighting against humongous odds. But we feel like we have the ingredients yeah. to succeed. You know, we feel like, you know, well, we know, you know, through our research that three on three is played 10 times more than five on five. Yeah, for sure. Uh, throughout the world. Um and it's just because of space and people. And um, so we knew that it was a undercurrent of this in basketball, but it's just never been elevated to the professional level. And so we knew we wasn't inventing a new sport. Yeah. We were just kind of polishing off what was already there and then elevating it to the professional level, making it feel like an NBA game and not mm -hmm. a FIBA yeah, game right. which are you know their three on three is is extremely just amateur basketball you yeah. know yeah and we wanted professional basketball so we had to make adjustments and do different rules and I think guys love playing our game they're having a lot of fun with it yeah I think it definitely helps having NBA talent like you know Stoudemire uh, Al Jefferson like things like that. Um, but one thing I'm curious about is, like, why why did you bring it to Salt Lake? I mean, I'm super happy you are, but... Uh, well, we looked at all the venues around the country that that has basketball teams already. Mm -hmm. So we felt like it was a... Well, we know from watching the playoffs and seeing how the fan base is here that we knew that it was some, you know, very passionate basketball fans yeah. in Salt Lake. And... You know, all we had to do was go promote, push it, market, let people know what we got, and we'll bring the basketball fans out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a unique thing, um, and you never know when we coming back. So if you got a yeah. chance, if you hear my voice anywhere in Utah, you got a chance for sure. Come check us out. Um, you know, because it's it's a very cool event. Three games for the price of one. Yeah, you can see all those games. You know, a game lasts about forty five minutes. Oh, nice. So, you can see our, all three games in the same amount of time as you can see one Jazz game. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. pretty cool. Uh, do you still have uh, Lakers season tickets? Yes. I have a box at the Staples Center. Oh, hell yeah. Are you uh, looking forward to, after all the moves they made this yes. offseason, looking forward to this season? <laughs> hell oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be He's great. ready. Yeah. It's going to be a good rivalry, you know, going back and forth. With the Lakers and the, and the JV team, the Clippers. Okay, I was going to ask you about that. I just got back from LA. I was there on Wednesday and Thursday. There are Clippers billboards everywhere. Is that just Steve Ballmer trying to capitalize on yeah, all the excitement? You know, they're they're the Mets. You know, you got the Yankees <laughs> and you got the Mets. They're the Mets. They will always be the Mets. I don't care how much money Steve spend on billboards. Uh, it's a Laker town. You can't. You can't. Um, defeat 16 championships yeah, with, right. with, with one great player or two. Mm -hmm. And your roster, like, it's it's stacked, right? You know, we, you know LeBron's there, um, AD, obviously. We're big Kuzma fans because yeah. he played here. You yeah, know? he played yeah. up the road. 
just not too far from here. KK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dope. it's good that we kept him. He was one of my favorite players from the Lakers. I, I like Brandon Ingram, too, but yeah. he had to go to the Pelicans. But so, you know, everybody's talking about who's going to be LeBron's, you know, and AD's, who's going to be the third guy. And I'm like, Psh. We got Have y'all I seen don't know how Kyle Kuzma play? Yeah. yeah, he can play. Danny Green, you know we got we got what we need. That's um, and and I'm happy. I can't wait to see him play. What do you think about what the Jazz did this off season? Man, got better, scarier. Um, you know, adding um, uh, Collier to the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that was big. You know, that's gone. You know, Spider Man's gonna get loose on that. Uh, uh, By the way, I'm wearing the uh, Dons right now. I know you yeah. got some Adidas. Yeah, the, uh, Dons. that was sweet. Yeah, they gotta give me some of those. All right. Yeah, they gotta <laughs> give me some of those. And um, you know, Go Bear's gonna do his thing, and so you know, I expect you know deep Western Conference Finals. Maybe the, the West is back, man. Yeah, it is. You know, always. You know, it's it's been dominated by Golden State, but I think that domination is done. And it's wide open. Anybody, yes. it could be anybody. So For that's sure. what we're excited about. Um, also, moving not too far from here, the Raiders are going to be in Vegas. Yeah, it's just yeah. down the road. I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm sad for Oakland. Yeah, because uh, I know a lot of folks out there that love the Raiders. But hey, man, they've been asking for a stadium from Oakland for thirty years. Yeah. It seemed like and so. they won't yeah. give it up. It's crazy. It is crazy. And so now, you know, they're in Vegas. And hey. I, I can make a couple of trips to Vegas. Oh, every yeah. Well, it's not too far for you. It's not yeah. far from us. Salt Lake is starting to turn into a Raiders town. I mean, it's for yeah, sure it should been be. like a Broncos town or yeah. a 49ers town. But uh, I mean, my wife and her family, they're all big Raiders fans. They couldn't be more excited. They want to get season tickets and drive down every week. Yeah, man, that's crazy. But that's fun. The Raiders are great. You know, and seeing them in a new stadium, something they deserve is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um. So, hey. Check it out, the big three playing uh, t- Saturday. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow. Check us um, out. $15 a ticket, super cheap. And yeah. you'll see all these ex Jasmine and other stars playing on the court. It's going to yeah, be Joe awesome. Johnson, Al Jefferson. So, yep. yeah, fans, if you love basketball, go out and check it out. Like uh, Hemma said, only 15 bucks a ticket so you can take out the whole family. Yeah, what, what you going to do better tomorrow? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing. come see the big three. I mean... <laughs> Make it happen. You know, the, the kids have been bugging you. Uh-huh. They want to do something. They're bored this summer. They're bored. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm bored. Now you got something to do with their little butt. Yeah. And you take them to the big For three, sure. and they're going to have a great time and um, enjoy this new league. Yeah, yeah. you heard it from the man himself, so bring your kids out. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Ice Cube, thank you for coming in studio with us. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the rest of your time in Salt Lake. For sure. Yay, yay. Big thanks to Ice Cube. Um, man, I was just so happy to have him on the podcast. That was great. You're a little nervous. I was super nervous. <laughs> I could hear it in your voice. I was just it's like, all right, I was like, please don't do something stupid. Like, yeah. come on, hey, Moodley, don't do like anything stupid. Fart. <laughs> I just rip a giant fart. Just crop dust ice cube. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it was great. That's disrespectful. I know. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> it's um, funny. Well, one of the other things that we've been looking forward to about this Friday is it is the release of Quentin Tarantino's ninth feature film, mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We don't have our tickets yet, but we'll yeah. be going very soon. Um, I'm a big Tarantino-file, cinephile. Me too. I love Tarantino movies. Yeah. Um, I watched, uh, I've, I've been trying to catch up to just kind of go through and watch like what ones are like readily available. Mm. 
my favorites are I love Django Unchained. Absolutely. I love Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards is my favorite because okay. I think that after Death Proof, he had to prove that, you know, he's still Quentin Tarantino. For sure. But um yeah, I, I just watched Inglorious Bastards last week. Uh Reservoir Dogs is like watched a Reservoir Dogs, which is just like it's this gritty, disgusting movie. Yeah. With this cast that was kind of unknown at the time, and now a lot of like really They're big legendary. stars, like yeah, um, Tim Roth, Michael Madsen, Steve Buscemi, yeah, for and Quentin sure. Tarantino himself. himself. So, um, Mr. It's Brown, pretty, yeah, Mr. Brown. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Kill Bill. Like I love Kill Bill. Like my favorite, maybe one of my favorite. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite. One of my favorite um, Quentin Tarantino scenes is that Crazy 88s uh, yeah, in Kill Bill Volume for One. Sure. That's just so great. It's so just, over the top and so stylized. Like, it's beautiful. It's I, I love, love it. this. Like, like you know me. You've seen my highlight videos. Like, I go for over the top, like crazy stuff. And Kill Bill is a big inspiration, just because like just how they just the style is just so cool. It's so cool, and it's just an enjoyable movie. Um, what else? Hey, Hateful Eight. Is that Hateful Eight? Yeah, that's his it, most recent movie. That was movie number eight. That's where the eight comes from. Yeah. Um. Actually, you know what's one of my personal favorites? So he wrote True Romance. He wasn't the director right. for it, but um, I actually really like Jackie Brown. Oh, really? Super dark horse movie of his. Okay. Like people don't talk about Jackie Brown enough. That movie's that's really true. good. But yeah, so that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, comes out again. Another Tarant- in Tarantino esque fashion. Just a buttload of famous people in it. Um, I'm really excited. I, I want to know how many movies. Okay. So how many movies Tarantino movies has Brad Pitt been in? Two. Just two. Including Same this one? Leo. Yeah. Including this one. Okay. And then, yeah, Leo, of course, which is fine with me. I was just interested in what the answer well, was. Well, it's like Samuel Jackson's a pretty yeah, common consistent. guy that he works with. Um, Michael Madsen's been in a couple movies. Tim Roth as well. Christoph Waltz. Oh yeah, he's another guy. Yeah. So I mean, he has guys that he frequently collaborates. I mean, I think I already said Samuel Jackson's in like every single movie that. Yeah. He's done for sure. In one form or another. So, um, I mean, he even he's not in uh, he's not in Inglorious Bastards, but he actually narrates part of the film. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, he narrates part of. I think it's the part, um, where like right before they burn down the theater. Oh, cool. So he's, like, narrating that part. So, I don't know. It's just all his films, like, part of my inspiration, like, Hemi, you love editing. I yeah. love shooting video. Mm-hmm. I love collecting video. That's, like, that's where I kind of express myself artistically, I I feel. Yeah. Where yours is, like, through your edits and stuff like that. Dude, we should and make a movie. We should make a movie. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Let's uh, let's see if we can get it in the KSL Sports budget. Okay. Um, I need a half a million dollars. Yes. Thank you. It's a small budget. Yes. We'll reach out to Siegfried and Jensen. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you know, a lot of my inspiration that even started, like, when I was in high school came from Tarantino movies, like, when I first started getting into, like, doing, like, film and stuff like that. And I didn't understand how to, like, work a camera and, like, do cool tracking shots and stuff like that. Like, I didn't understand, like, all the equipment you needed, but, like, I was trying and yeah. um, definitely, uh, like, has continued to be an inspiration for me, like when we're shooting interviews or like I'm shooting like certain aspects for a story instead of like a traditional game, like I'm looking for unique ways to present the story visually. Yeah. Different angles, that sort of thing. Um, 
super cool. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Um, Maybe we'll go see it together. Yeah, that'd be fun. We got, man, a bunch of like trailers dropped, and I am excited for all of them. <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun's going to be awesome. That's going to be cool. Top Gun 2 Maverick. Um, yeah, just a bunch of really cool stuff is dropping. Um, like, for this hasn't been a super exciting summer for movies, I feel like. No, but it's been like Disney owned, basically. It Disney has owned been Disney the owned. I mean, Disney made like five billion dollars from like Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Avengers, and Spider Man Far yeah. From Home. That's not counting like Lion King, Toy Story, like all these other yeah. huge, Aladdin. big Aladdin, big They budget had um movies. Dumbo at the beginning of the year in March. Oh yeah. I don't think anyone has seen Dumbo. Yeah, you know, I actually forgot it came out. Me so. too. Um but yeah, it's been a Disney summer. So not super exciting because there haven't been a variety of other studios putting stuff out. But um, we have had some like small flavorings of unique things like Jordan Peele's um, Us. Us. Have you yeah, seen that yet? I haven't seen that yet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's kind of scary. I don't know if I want to It is scary. You know what? Maybe we'll watch it. Okay. We'll watch it tonight in the uh, KSL Sports offices, but um but yeah, there's been there's been some movies, but definitely not as exciting as years past, but I think that's just because Disney owns everything, but they're not going to own us until we make a movie for them. Nope. <laughs> um, we'll sell them our script. Yeah. It's coming. Anyways, um thanks so much for listening to Sports Beat After Hours. Um thank you for those who participated in our uh giveaway. We did pick a winner for the shoes. We actually ended up picking two winners. Yeah, so shout out to our two winners. <laughs> For our two winners. Um, um, we'll post photos of that pretty soon. Um, go out, watch the Big Three on Saturday. Watch Sports Beat for our Utah preview show. Um, all other content will be at kslsports.com. For SB After Hours, I'm Henry Newley Jr. And I'm Zach Hick, and good night, everybody.